from the creators who brought you RuPaul's Drag Race and Million Dollar Listing. This is World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Hello and welcome everyone to this week's edition of the Wow Report, where we count down the top 10 topics of the week that make us go wow. Wow. Uh, I'm co-founder of World of Wonder, Fenton Bailey, joined by our chief creative officer, Tom Campbell, and editor of the Wow Report, James St. James. Hello. Now, this is our, given that it is Black Friday, this is our special Thanksgiving post-Turkey Day special. And what we do on this special edition is we scrounge around for things that we are grateful for. I always find this the hardest episode to do because I'm just a miserable old witch. I was going to say we are all basically cranky old crotchety men. And it's very hard for us to come up with something positive for for once a year. We have to be positive and it's difficult. Very difficult, but we've managed to cobble some things together <laughs> and show some gratitude at this grinchy time of year. So, Tom, and this will probably be the one episode out of the year where we're all very nice to each other and we're really? all very warm and cuddly and loving. I wouldn't count on it. <laughs> I give us a few minutes before it descends. <laughs> But I think we'll get through the first item with Tom nicely enough. Here we go. Number 10. Number 10. I am grateful this year, this Thanksgiving season, for our president, Joseph Biden. Now, I don't think enough is said. We used to go on and on and on about the one that came before Biden, who will remain nameless. And he kind of warped our thinking and divided, not us necessarily, but divided, I felt like he divided me from people I went to high school with, people I, or my family, extended family. And I feel like there is a healing with Biden and there is an underappreciation for President Biden, for instance. And, and, I, and I, I went from being kind of like a, the world is ending news junkie watching everything, reading, talking, to feeling like, oh, we have an adult in charge, President Biden, so I don't have to try to run the country through my Facebook postings anymore, (laughs) Um, which has been a big relief, i got to tell you. Um, But uh, for instance, and I I didn't watch Blow by Blow, but this infrastructure bill that just went through, remember when the president before called for like infrastructure week? Every other week was infrastructure week. Yeah. Well, it actually happened under Biden. And you know what? Because it was a democracy, it was a compromise bill. It was something that people came together and voted, the majority voted on. Which we haven't seen in a while. Which we haven't seen in a while. And the news coverage that I saw, New York Times included headlines and things were like the chaos that surrounded the passing of this bill. I think, I believe that that's called democracy. That's called the democratic process, that there are late minute deals and compromises. I, I would imagine that the, that the signing of the, the, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution were, were, came out of chaos. And, did, you know, if, if, again, I'm not a great student of history, but I know some things. And a lot of compromise and things happened to move things forward in an imperfect, but a, a great world. And I'm just so grateful for Joe Biden. The Catholic Church just came out today or the the American archbishops or something about how uh, redefining communion or or just reemphasizing what communion was. And people were afraid they were going to politicize that and say that Biden was no longer 
could receive communion because he is open to people making their own decision about abortion and having that choice, pro-choice. And um, even though he's a practicing Catholic and it didn't turn out that way. And I'm just so glad we have a God-fearing, uh, experienced, imperfect president. There, I went on a try. Oh my God, I haven't ta- I've talked for 10 minutes. I'm so sorry, you guys. I'm so thankful you didn't interrupt me. James, I think you have an opinion here. Well, I mean, he's he's not perfect. I mean, there's there's no way to get around that. He's he's an imperfect man. He was the right person at the right time. We needed we needed to get away from the person before. But I worry that because he is um, uh, not fulfilling all of his promises within the first three weeks of his administration, you know, you know how the world is now. That's on us. I I. I think being a president is the worst job yeah. anybody could ever have. And the fact that he's taken it on, you're, they're only going to fail. They're only going to be held up to the light to see what they didn't prove. I think what he could do better or the people around him could do better is messaging better. That's yeah. my point. Like yeah. why is it feels like you open the paper or read a blog or something and everybody's beating up on him and saying his approval ratings. Are and, and I'm like, what is he doing? He's not doing anything wrong. He's doing lots of fabulous, fantastic things. But the messaging thing is a problem. And it's that, that thing that I was saying before a couple of weeks ago about how the Democrats have a problem with messaging and the Democrats have a tendency to squabble amongst themselves, whereas the Republicans do not do that. And the, Repu- the Democrats will not get things done because they're all right. busy squabbling. And you have the, the far left and the far right. Uh, in the but at the heart of democracy, as you know, is being a liberal and being part of a community that has elegant B's and T's and Q's and pluses, how diverse we all are and how our needs all kind of overlap and don't. So there is compromise and debate with with amongst us, but we can't look at that as as a lack of unity. No, it's, not, it's not a bad thing, but it's something that the that the far right latches onto, yeah. and they 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 are good at messaging, and they are good at spreading their message that Biden is bad and mm. he's not doing anything, even he, though he is he's a good man and he is accomplishing things. If the message complex, is out there, the infrastructure bill was four years in the making under the previous president. Nothing, nothing, nothing happened in less than a year. It's passed, and there's mm. more stuff coming. So I'm not getting political. I'm just grateful that we have a good man. Uh, yeah. uh, and a good woman as the vice president, and I'm hopeful for the future, and I want to continue to support them, which includes criticizing them, but support them as a president. I'm grateful for that. I love that. Awesome. Thank you, Tom. See, we got through it politely <laughs> and nicely. Number nine, James, what will you entertain us with? Number nine. I am thankful for the upcoming holiday season. <laughs> I need a little Christmas right this very minute. I swear, you know, the last couple of years, I have not been feeling Christmas. I, um, in 2019, it was right after my mother had passed away and I had spent every Christmas for 52 years with my mom. And it was like the first year I was without her and I was a little lost and unmoored and it was it was a hard one to get through and i didn't i didn't celebrate and then last year we were in the middle in 2020 we were in the middle of the pandemic and they were saying don't get together don't have family gatherings and it was a scary time and i didn't feel it then and then on christmas morning of course michael ailey passed away and so that whole christmas to new year's chunk was spent dealing with that so i wasn't able to to just i wasn't able to soak up the holiday and this year i am 
listening to 103.5, which is all Christmas music, 24 hours a day from November to January. I have it on in my apartment. I have it on in my car. I have been decorating my house. I got or my apartment. I got um those little gel things that you stick on your window. I got them in Santa Claus and reindeers and presents. They're all, my windows are all done. I have a little tiny Christmas tree. I am like a little fake one. But I'm out buying Christmas presents. I have a little elf hat that I'm going to wear if a party comes up. I don't think I'm going to a party, but if I do, I can dress as an elf. I'm just, I'm really feeling it this year and it feels really good. I love that. And what do you want for Christmas? Um, I have a list that I can text you after this is done. I will text I all three of you. on the WOW report, James. <laughs> is that um, what this was all about? Is that what this was all about? But, you know, I mean, Fenton, you don't have a choice. You have to be Christmassy every year. You have two children uh, of that age, um, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. But I do love Christmas. And, and Elliot, who's six, yes, he perfect loves time. Halloween. He oh. loves horror and zombies and Bride of Chucky. And oh, so, he's going to be a little goth kid when he grows up? How yes, fun. We like covered the house in spiders and bats. <laughs> we went all out with the Halloween decorations. And I'm suddenly feeling it too, James. I'm like, really excited to get the Christmas tree out. Although I hear supply chain problems, there's oh. a shortage of Christmas trees this year. Oh, dear. Um, but I'm just, I'm just living for it. I, I think wouldn't... Americans complaining about supply chain is is not one of my favorite things. It's like we have <laughs> well, so save it for the stuff. next episode. No, 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 no. Tom, Uh-oh. Tom, keep it. Because we do have a grumpy do you... episode, don't we? Do we? Have, do we, we if we have a bah humbug episode, I'm yeah, the most happy go. person alive. But Tom, what are your plans this year? Do you have any fun plans? I have not solidified them. I, I am uh, taking advantage of Thanksgiving to go to New York for the first time. So that's the beginning of the holidays. And I will be seeing my brother and sister who are in New Hampshire, who I was able to see this, this summer for the first time. But I'm going to actually spend Christmas with them and my nephew, who's seven and loves Christmas. So it's, a Massachusetts it's a Christmas is probably very nice, yeah. as is mm-hmm. in New York, hol- New York in the holidays, the storefront windows and everything. It is yeah. pretty magical. So. Yeah. Yeah, so good, good. We're all feeling it. We're all feeling it. And my number eight, James, is for you. Number eight. Mariah Carey is bringing you a little Christmas joy this year because she has teamed up with McDonald's to launch an entire menu, an entire (laughs) menu for the 12 days of Christmas. So starting, I think, December 13th, um, there will be one item per day. You have to use the app to get it but you get it free if you spend $1. I don't quite understand why they put it that way, but there you go. You have to spend $1 and you get a free- uh, Do do we have an idea of what the items will be? Yes. I think they are Um, like Big Macs and Quarter Pounders and- and But what makes them Mariah-like? Is there a piece of hair in them or something? It's a brilliant piece of vaporware marketing. Nothingism. It's just, it's the Big Mac. But, you know, you think about, like, celebrity endorsements and, like, you know, uh, people having their own perfumes and things like that. Why would why would Mariah go with McDonald's? It seems sort of down market for her a little no, bit. No, no. It's money, honey. You know, Travis well, Scott yeah, exactly. did a, How a, much do you have to pay Mariah to be your spokesperson? I mean, Travis I imagine Scott a billion. made $20 million. Uh, BTS made $10 million. I mean, $10 million is the going rate. So... And if you imagine Mariah, room, 10 million for Mariah is, uh, you know, a buck, drop in the bucket. I think she'd take it. I think she'd take it. 
I, I'm so confused because I saw a little bit of headlines about this, and I thought for sure at least they'd have extra pickles or something, Mariah E. She talked about her love of extra pickles on her cheeseburger, but no, there's no extra pickle right. burger. It's the, well, I saw that the Sawiti, is her name Sa- Sawiti, the, the pop star. She did one with McDonald's, and they had um, Sawiti and sour sauce. Uh, (laughs) I love a pun. At least there's a pun there. And then did you see the image they used for Mariah Carey was, it's extraordinary. There is, she's standing in the ocean in a red dress in the surf. And then sort of out mid ocean is a giant McDonald's sign. What does it mean? And everybody on Twitter was going, what is going on? And they said, oh, there must be a McDonald's in Atlantis or Remember at the very end of um uh what was the movie with Kristen Wiig and Reba McIntyre as it comes out of the ocean? Blake, right, what right, was right. that? The uh, Barb, the the vacation the, thing. Trishan Barb, yes. They said that it was her Trishan Barb moment. But then there was another um ad for it, and she's it's a cutout of her, like very obviously photoshopped, where she's standing in front of McDonald's in like a red gown, and it's the weirdest thing. The, it's the, advertising the weirdest thing. I think it's it feels very Japanese to me. It feels, feels very future. How we're going to market things just to be bizarre, just to catch your attention. And, and it worked. Right. She is the empress of, of the holidays. So yeah, right. the video it, it makes that, sense uh, to me. Even the video she recorded, it looks really cheap. You know, it, it's like, it's just, the whole thing is bizarre. It's bizarre, but it's great. I mean, it's got our attention and I'm <laughs> forever grateful for Mariah, who really <laughs> is the spirit of Christmas, right? I mean, she just is. I wonder if all the value meals are number one value meals because she has so many number one hits. So it's Mariah's uh, number ones. There you go. Just a thought. Just a thought. But she owns right. Christmas. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. Um, it's World of Wonders Black Friday sale today, by the way. Thanksgiving through Cyber Monday right now, in other words. 30% off store-wide at the WOW store. 20% off an annual subscription to WOWpresentsplus.com. Get your uh, authentic RuPaul ornaments and your, uh, what is the button? What is the button? The shade button. The yes. shade button. Get your shade buttons, everyone. That's right. Blake, have you got a question? I and do. T-shirts. Yeah, and T-shirts. <clears throat> and you can go to store.worldofwonder.com to get to the store oh, yeah. and to get to WoW Presents Plus. Wow. <clears throat> that makes you say wow. Um <laughs> Speaking of Black Friday, the term Black Friday originated in what U.S. city? It was in the 50s. I'll give you that. Hint. Mm. Although oh. I don't think that really gives you much, but no, there no. you go. All right. We'll be right back with the answer after the break. You're listening to the Wow Report on Radio Andy. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. And welcome back to the Wow Report. I am Fenton here with James St. James and Tom Campbell and Blake Jacobs. Uh, you had a question for us, Blake? I did. Um, it's Black Friday. So I want to know where, how did we get the term Black Friday? What U.S. city did it originate in in the 1950s? Black Friday, I believe, used to mean in retail that they would finally turn a profit um, oh right! Yeah, Friday, but after Thanksgiving, when people started shopping for the holidays, you would so be you would no longer be out of the red. You'd yes. be into the black. And I think 
I, I'm thinking department stores, 50s. I'm thinking Chicago. I was thinking Chicago, too, but I was also thinking St. Louis, too. Or maybe like B. Altman. B. Altman's in Chicago, probably, yes. Fenton? I have no idea. I'm going to throw in Detroit, too, just as we're putting a couple in. <laughs> I mean, those are good guesses. Um, and I did see that about the going into the block. And maybe I think they changed the connotation of it from this. But police officers in Philadelphia were the first to link Black Friday to post-Thanksgiving because large crowds of tourists and shoppers came into the city the day after the Thanksgiving for Army and Navy football game, creating chaos, traffic jams, and shoplifting. So all policemen had to work on that day. So they called it Black Friday. I did not know, Blake, you find somewhat factual information that surprises me all the time. I know. Thank you. Yeah. I, I scour the internet for this. So it's not a positive <laughs> thing. Minutes. It's a negative thing. The positive thing is, is they're making money, and the negative thing is they're looting us. Right. Well, I think the cops came up with the term because they didn't want to have to work the day after Thanksgiving. Especially okay. this hard, so they called it Black Friday, but... All right. All right. We are doing our special gratitude edition of things that we are grateful for. We've reached number seven. Number seven. All right. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I only really <laughs> do three things in life, and one of them is sleep. And the other is I work, and I love my job, and I love working at World of Wonder, and in this past year, suck up. You think I'm getting grateful. a bigger bonus for that. I'm, I am. I hope so. We'll see. Um, I, I don't get gifts, so I have to actually, you know, earn my money. James um, is um, uh, no, but it's RuPaul's Drag Race, which I know it's 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 everyone's used to it. Some people are sick of it because there's so much of it. I um, have been able this year. There's so many more versions, and it, it is, is the effort of. So many people, you know, they say that um, that success has many mothers and failure has one. And, you know, th- th- but there are so many people responsible for RuPaul's Drag Race. I am one of those people, but there are like 50 people that are part of RuPaul's Drag Race's origin, starting most with RuPaul, Randy Fenton with RuPaul forever, you know, and just and, and the Queens and Chris McKim and Stephen Corp and Mandy Salangzang. And we start with Theron and we start to mention people, you get in trouble because you run out, you know, and there's the, the crew. And the, the moment and, you stop, you're in I, trouble. I, I, yes. And on and on. And I will I will do a separate show and thanking everyone. But this year, personally, me, I have been able to be on location shooting seven different incarnations of RuPaul's Drag Race in three countries. I have traveled literally around the world because of RuPaul's Drag Race during one of the sort of bleakest, you know, periods and pandemics, traveled safely, I've worked safely, and I've got to, and, and what it happens every year, but this year it's, it's I'm just more appreciative or I'm just, you know, when you get to be a certain age, things kind of circle around and it just, but we've had, you know, heads of state on the show. We've had, celebrities i've dreamed of meeting and and you know you know how yucky knowing meeting a celebrity usually is like you can't fan off on them because they don't want to hear it they've heard it a million times they don't care who you are you know but in drag race i get to have these small um intimate conversations prior that first of all they're excited to be there they're excited to participate i'm so thrilled that they're there because i think any celebrity is just proves to be an ally to the show you know it's like the show the, the queens of the show 
But the celebrities are just there just to say, you know, hey, pay attention to this. This is fun. I watch at home and you should watch. And to be able to sort of open the door, crack the door to the to the to the chocolate factory to all these celebrities and just share that moment and be able to sort of share our enthusiasm for them. It never gets old. And uh, it, maybe that sounds cringy and awful. And I'm sorry if it does. But I am incredibly grateful that I get to, um, in my high school valedictorian speech, which I, I stayed up all night and had a huge two liter of Pepsi to do it. It was really mm-hmm. radical. But I, and I, w- I looked for a quote because people use quotes. And I didn't know. So it was Khalil Gibran. You know Khalil ah, Gibran? Yes. Which is totally corny. And, and, and there's <laughs> the thin topic. books. Because yep. I, 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 I still didn't like to read then. And one of his quotes is, work is love made visible. And it struck me in my car the other day that I love what I do. Sure, it comes with some crap and some things I don't like to do. But you I love weren't loving it this morning. <laughs> I was a little, I was a little crappy this morning. But um, but work is love made visible, and I get to uh, do something I love and, and work on a show that I think ultimately sends out a message of love and acceptance and and representation. So mm. uh, again, as cringe words that all may have sounded. Um, it's sincere, and I'm grateful for RuPaul's Drag Race. Well, Tom, I just have to add, I'm grateful to you because you are the voice in Ru's ear and you bring so much of your genius and creativity to the show day in, day out. And it is just so much fun to be in a control room with you because (laughs) like, there's one show on the screen and then there's another show going on in the control room. There are Diana Ross videos, there are jokes, there's Liz Taylor's dirty old panties. It's fabulous. (laughs) Well, thank you for that. That's thank you. Very, very sweet. And I also want to say, um, a, a, this is a plug, but a spinoff of RuPaul's Drag Race. And there's there's so many opportunities that Drag Race has given the queens. There's We're Here on HBO. But the one show that I want to urge you to watch, and it's on now, is Painted with Raven. This is something that we came up with when we were in England and Raven was painting RuPaul's face and we were in the control room and in isolation, we sort of, you know, came up with the idea on both coasts, but like how to do this. And it's the first um, reality competition show where the contestants never have to leave their home and it's face painting contest. And I helped put it together with a bunch of other people, but just sand produced it. Steve Sims produced it. Uh, Raven's a big part of it. Theron's a big part of it. So many people part of it, but I finally watched an episode, the first episode, I got a sneak preview. It's so good. It's yeah. so, you know, you, what's missing is the walking around and the, the bending over a table or something. But like, who cares? All the personality and the artistry. These people are so incredibly talented. And Raven's born to do this and is dry as a paper towel. I don't know what she's dry as, but her, her humor cuts <laughs> right through. RuPaul's the guest on the first episode, but Raja comes on. I'm doing a plug, but I'm doing a plug as somebody who saw the first episode and I'm obsessed. And and it goes by so quickly and it's giving me on Wow Presents Plus. There you go. Starting- it's on. It's on. It debuted on Thanksgiving Day. Oh my gosh. James, what have you got at number six? Number six. What are you plugging? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna gush a little bit about World of Wonder too, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be just as cringy as Tom. I can be just as cringy as Tom, and I want to promote myself just like Tom promotes himself. So I'm just going to say that uh, I am thankful for Night Fever, the podcast that oh. I did this year with Randy Barbado and Fenton Bailey, and we had a heck of a time doing it. We had a wonderful time. 
Uh, I worked most of the summer on it, doing interviews with New York nightlife legends of the 70s, 80s, 90s, and beyond. And then we edited it, and we got it up in the fall. And it, the numbers, I was looking at the numbers the other day, and they are very respectable. And I am very excited. We have started on season two, and we hope to get that up um, in February, I think. It was just, it was something that, um, uh, you know, I, I balked a little bit about doing it in the beginning. With that Fenton, sounds like James. <laughs> when it was Fenton's idea. And, um, but it was a way of reconnecting with people that I've known for probably 30, 35 years plus years. And um, people that I've known and I've respected and I've really loved and getting to talk to them again, people like Diane Brill and Rudolph and Peter Gation and Moby and just a lot of Louis Extravaganza, just all these people really had a lot to say and a lot of really, it, it was a lot of just really fun conversations. There was a lot of fun memories that we all wrote, you know, parties we remembered, things that we did and a lot of just meaty conversation there. And I really, um, I, I think if you haven't had a chance to watch it, now is the time to binge watch it on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts or watch it on Wild Presents Plus because that's more fun than listening because you get to see everybody's eye rolling. And uh, is, <laughs> is episode, um, excuse me, is season two going to be the same? Is there new, is there new uh, territory to cover or what's, what's your plan? Well, the audio will be better. I can promise you that. We've been we've been working on doing some fixes. Um, we have some surprise guests that I think are really exciting. Um, we are trying to open it up a little bit in um, just tone a little. So, I yeah. I was going to say, James, I actually think that it's a, almost a bottomless pit because yes. this whole tranche of social history, I don't think anyone's really told it before. Yeah. And, it, I remember quite clearly, you know, we've been thinking about Party Monster and revisiting that story. And, you know, we've been filming with you for years with Michael Eilig, rest in peace. And it was after that, I was actually talking to Tom in New Zealand. We were climbing the hill. I remember the hill. And we were both gasping for breath as we were going up this hill. <laughs> and I was like, we should just do these interviews. And James should interview these people. And I, to me, it's like I keep on thinking, yeah, we got to do this one, we got to do that one. It's like, well, you know, when we first came up with it, when we were first talking about the idea, we all sat down and wrote a list and we came up with like 120 people just mm. off the top of our heads that these are people we need. And then after that, I'm sure there's another 120 people that, I mean, you're right that it can go for years and years and years. And if anyone feels like left out, rest assured you are on a list. You are definitely <laughs> on a list. Uh. And we are coming for you. I love it. That is Night Fever. Listen to the first season of Night Fever wherever you podcast. Um, mm, okay. Welcome to my face. That's what I'm talking about. Ten, nine, uh, what number are we on? Six. No, five. Number five. Number five. Welcome to my face. Taking a leaf out of the James St. James Transform playbook um yeah injectables i i, I just feel badly because you are giving all such lovely selfless worthy things <laughs> and i just discovered the joy of juvederm for what do you have I, I don't Where'd know you get it I done break see. it down okay so i my journey started off with botox 
And I kind of thought, oh, that's kind of interesting. And now, as you can see, I can't move my face. And I've done that. I have an immobile face. But then, as, you know, beauticians are wont to do, she was saying, well, you know, you could really do with a little, I'm not saying, you, you know, she's like a little bit of injectables here or there. And I thought, well, I have a fear of needles, but she did it. And she said, it's not going to hurt a bit. And she lied because it did hurt. But they put the Novocaine into the stuff they inject into your face. So as it goes into your face, it numbs it. And then suddenly it's a party in your face okay. because you don't feel a thing. And you're like a human pincushion. I liked it so much. I went back and got more. And I, I your glasses I mean, off and let's see because it's your cheek, your the, the the balls of your cheek up here. Is that where it is? Really, the the best place. It's the puppet lines, which is like here, uh, from the sure. mouth down to the bottom of the jaw, and then from the bottom of the nose down to the top of the mouth, the labial yeah. folds. And they I need those labial folds. But don't they fill it here so it'll lift, or they, they fill do the do a fold. little bit onto your cheekbone, which builds out the cheekbone, which lifts the face. And um, I tell you, I kind of want to go back and get more. I mean, I have, is this the first time? <laughs> Twice. How how often? How long in between? Um, about three weeks. Um, not not. I mean, they will last for maybe a year or more. But right. I was so excited after the first thing, I went back for more, and she said, "Well, if I give you more, you're going to start having chipmunk cheeks." And I was like, "Yes, no, you're going to start on. getting." You're going to get Muppet face is what I you call it. You are Jocelyn Wilderstein just waiting to burst out. You know You're what? Madonna is who you are. You're going to Madonna with that triangular face. I think I, I, yes, it's but a hop, skip and a jump for I'm going to be like getting my face removed and pummeled and then put back on my skull. I what go like back that? and forth. I did some Botox and I, my face eats Botox. I think I it was, I was going to the same person you were going to for a while. And she was like, she looked at me like, I'm so scared. I've never seen anyone who's like face ate up the Botox so quickly. So I'm too cheap and too lazy to get, go as often as I needed to. But I, but when you do get something done, you kind of want people to be like, hey, you got something done. <laughs> well, definitely. I believe in talking about it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know you're supposed to be sort of me, Phyllis. I no. don't you know, well, like, I, I got some Juvederm about probably seven years ago. And I had a little bit in my cheeks and a little in some, I had some acne scars that they filled in. And the thing is, is, you know, they say that it disappears that it, or that it sort of dissolves. It doesn't, it will float around your face. And like every once in a while, you'll feel something like you'll feel like a lump. Oh, and yeah. if you press at it, it's, it's, it's moved down into your jaw or something. This so will happen like two years from now. It'll just be a little tiny bit, but you'll just feel like a little something. And then you press it and it goes away and then it'll reform somewhere else. It's very weird, but you will find yourself playing with lumps in your face for now, you. Now you'll have the tweaker in me always pushing toward my cheekbone. There. Yes. And you, oh, yes, you do. You can, you can, if, if you're, before you go out at night, you can push it, you can plump it up and make sure that it all is nice. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Let's take a break. Blake, do you have a question? Yeah, I feel like this is kind of a given, but it's a must-ask since it's Black Friday. Which retailer is the most dangerous place to shop oh. on Black Friday? I think you've asked this one before. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to The Wow Report on Radio Andy. We'll have the answer right after the break. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report. That make us go wow. Welcome back to the Wow Report to our special Thanksgiving edition of things that we are grateful for. 
Uh, Blake, what was the question before the break? Yeah, it's Black Friday. So which retailer is the most dangerous place to shop on Black Friday? Well, one, two, three. Walmart. Best Buy. Oh, Best Buy? oh I was saying Walmart. I, I was going to say Macy's. You said Macy's? Oh, we've all had different things. Oh, that's funny. I say well, I say um, Walmart. You say Best Buy. You say Macy's. I said the Best Buy in Philadelphia. <laughs> it's Walmart. James, you're always right. That's why there's always those videos, you know, from Walmart of people fighting. Walmart, you know, from Arkansas, my home state. Yeah, you know, years and years ago, we might have to cut this, but uh, years and years and years ago, I was having a, I met a drug dealer. I was meeting him and he said, meet me in the Walmart parking lot. We didn't realize that it was Black Friday just as it was starting. And it was one of the most terrifying. I mean, I really fought to get my Drugas that night. I'm Karen, not cutting Karen, that out. Paranoid <laughs> much? Paranoid much, James, in that parking lot? <laughs> That's the best part of the show. We can't cut that out. <laughs> uh, we're counting down the top 10 things that we are most grateful for or just simply grateful for. And we've reached number four. Number four. I feel like we've tiptoed on this subject uh, close to it, this thing. But I am incredibly grateful for, and I'm already taking for, for granted, vaccinations. The vaccination. It was not long ago. It wasn't a year ago that we were all lying in bed at home. I was lying in bed, home, alone, talking to relatives far away, wondering would there ever be a cure? Would we ever things return? Washing our lettuce, washing our groceries, washing our hands, being afraid to touch the banishes in our own homes, even though we live alone and no one had been here. <laughs> and now that's all changed. And, you know, again, we traveled to... Uh, Fentanyl to New Zealand, and you came back without vaccinations, being very, 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 very careful. But now I'm going to New York for pleasure for the first time, and I've been twice vaccinated, and I got my booster. So that doesn't make me invincible. But And my sister sent me an article that somebody said, you know, you can still get it. And I'm like, so I want to weigh things, and I'm having dinner with my um, my dear friends, the Hans' mother, who, you know, I just want to make sure everyone, but there's a doctor in the family. I'm just trying to figure out what my behavior should be so i'm not putting people and what your comfort level is around and what my comfort level is yeah. for me yeah are you yeah. gonna go to the theater to broadway i've decided i am hmm. and i wasn't going to and i thought i've got the booster which is what this is all about it's gonna have you know sunk in become active you have to prove that you have had vaccination everyone does and you have to um you have to uh, uh wear a mask and i am i have i have plans to see a couple of things which i'll hopefully talk about when i come back um but it's, um, it's, and, you know, again, won't get into the controversy of people who don't believe in vaccinations, but it's such a good thing to do, not just for yourself, but for other people. So that it can, we can get an end to this. Um, it is interesting that I was at the theater, I was at the Grove last weekend, and you have to prove vaccination to get into a theater. You had to prove vaccination to get into a few stores. I mean, they were, they, it's, it's, it feels good that people are being vigilant about this. And, and I yes, cannot wait and, to get and my listen, booster. We might, we, you know, this, the whole, for me, this whole uh, pandemic was about hospitals being overwhelmed and the medical system crashing and no one being able to do well and people dying needlessly and quickly. And that seems for the most part, there's exceptions, but for the greater part, that's no longer a, a thing or that's something we can control with vaccination. And it's not even about me 
um, it's about, you know, I was at the Starbucks and I ended up taking my order and I sat down with it with a friend instead of going out. And the Starbucks person came over and said, um, I'm sorry, I didn't ask you, but do you have your proof of your vaccination? And, you know, for that second, you're like, I can't believe he's asking me. And it's like, of course he's asking me and how efficient he's being. And then I thought, it's for him. He's there all day. He doesn't want two clowns who haven't had vaccinations, you know, jawing at the coffee counter while he's working there. So I was just so grateful that I have had this, that science backs it up, that they figured out a way to get it out. I mean, there's so much was done. So much was uh, was in place beforehand to make it happen so quickly, but it's still a monumental um, undertaking. And my last grouse, my gratefulness turns into grousing very quickly, is <laughs> people who are like, well, they keep changing the rules. It's like, yeah, because they're figuring it out. <laughs> well, last, year, last month you had to do this and now you have to do this. Yeah, they're figuring it out. They're not messing with you. They're not messing with you. The people saying that they're waiting for more information. We're getting more information all the time. So pay attention. Millions of people have taken it. Okay. Yeah. So thank you, science. Thank you, Max. Well, you know, I mean, you guys are a little bit older than me, so you have both had your boosters, but I am getting my booster this week because they're opening it up to people under 60. So <laughs> so I know you guys already had yours. That's it. This show was going so well. So cool. Civil. <laughs> I know we were doing so well. We were being so nice. And then... <laughs> James, you haven't seen me in person in, um, in over a year. For all you know, I live in a basket. This is just my head and shoulders in a basket. You don't know my health. You don't know what I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> that is the COVID vaccine. Um, number four. James, number three. Number three. I, you know, one of the things about the pandemic was that it gave me a little more time to spend alone and spend <laughs> watching TV. And I have sort of realized that we are in a golden age of prestige TV right now. And there are so many this year, there were so many amazing, amazing TV shows to watch. When you think of, you know, Succession, which we talked about last week, I am all in on Succession. I am obsessed with it. It is the best show on television. It is appointment television on Sunday. You watch it in real time. On Monday, you talk about it with your friends. It is just it's spectacular. Mayor of Easttown, um, uh, uh, Hacks, um, The Undoing was this year as well. Um, White Lotus, which was my favorite show of the year. The Great is coming back to TV this week, I see. Um, The Crown, The Chair, Only Murders in the Building, Dope Sick, which I'm doing this weekend um, on Hulu. You know, I don't have Disney Plus, but I know Loki and uh, WandaVision. Everybody is going bananas. And it's not prestige, but I'm just going to say, I'm going to put in... uh, um uh squid game i'm just i'm gonna say squid game is up there with the best that we've got and it has all been so i've had so much fun just by myself watching tv (laughs) this year and i think i brought something a little it brings something to the show that when you have really good shows you're right and it's sort of magical isn't it that that there would be this golden age of tv at a time when we are all obliged to stay in and watch it I when mean, we need it the most is when it appeared. Yes. Right. That is a that is a weird thing. Um number two. Number two. Actually, related to this, I discovered, James, a YouTube channel called Kurzgesagt, which is German word for in short or in a nutshell. And 
they, you have to watch these. Okay. They are little videos, like, you know, 10, 15 minutes long, and they're all animated. And that, but they're graphics. And that it's, it's like if Andy Warhol just made cartoons his whole life, it's crossed with some kind of Nickelodeon show. It, they are, there's something so satisfying about the design and the colors that that alone is mesmeric. But what they're doing in this series is they're explaining things. The sort of things that you sort of feel you should understand, but if you're really honest with yourself, you don't, like quantum physics or black holes or the day the dinosaurs died or what, it, what happens in a wormhole or string theory or the history of automation. There's 105 of these videos and I am completely addicted. And it was Elliot who turned me on to it because I said to Elliot, Elliot loves watching YouTube. And I said to him the other day, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? He said, I want to be a YouTuber. So <laughs> I love it. That. But I saw him watching this thing and he, um, he was watching about how to build a Dyson machine. I'm like, <laughs> Elliot, you're six years old. What is this? Wait, and so then, Elliot is an expert on wormholes and string theory and I evolution? You. I yes. love it. And they're so brilliant at just explaining these complex things in a way that is sort of funny, but not sticky, not too like infantile. Just really clear, accurate information. Their most watched video actually was about coronavirus. It's been watched something like 39, 35, 36 million times. But I tell you, go watch these channels. They're now, so wait, good. Now, spell it for me. Kurzgestan, what is it? Kurzgesagt. K-U-R-Z-G-E-S-A-G-T. A-G-T. I just Kurzgesagt. have to say, and I echo you know, the great Whitney Houston, I believe that children are the future. Because I know if I were to watch these, my mind is, is a wet sponge. And it's like I would take it in and it would fall off. Like I would still not understand it later. But I love to hear that Elliot and young, I, I love, that's the dream of the internet, right? That when your brain yes, is young. finally doing something you want it to do. And, it's, <laughs> it, and, and when you're young, you remember things and your impression when you have room and, and, and it sticks in, you can refer to it for the rest of your life. I have Petticoat Junction. And that girl, that's in my earliest memory. But other than well, that. I have I have dreams that, that Elliot and Nolan, that Nolan becomes a pie magnet and ends up like, you know, uh, ends up like, uh, who's the singer who has the pies? Oh, Patty LaBelle? Said Patty LaBelle, that he's like Patty LaBelle and he has a pie empire. And then Elliot becomes the um the goth child, the goth physicist is what I'm hoping is what now I'm hoping for. I hope that's, so. that's what carries on the Bailey bar Bailey name. <laughs> I hope so too. That would be marvelous. Let's take a quick break. Um it's our Black Friday sale at World of Wonder, Thanksgiving today, in other words, yesterday, through Cyber Monday, right now, in other words, 30% uh, off store-wide, 20% off an annual subscription to WOW Presents Plus. And I got to tell you, there's some great originals. We talked about one on the show a little bit earlier, Painted with Raven. The, what is it, Tom? The first? It's the first competition show where the contestants never have to leave their, their, their bedrooms. And it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a makeup uh, contest. It's like RuPaul's Drag Race for makeup artists. And it's all done virtually, but there's guests. And it's, again, just tremendous. Full of art, full of personality, and the one and only Raven. I also want to add that we're also doing for our Black Friday self 15% off of your RuPaul's DragCon 
tickets for 2022 yeah. in the Los Angeles, com. What? And that, that that includes, I'm grateful for RuPaul's Drag Race and I'm grateful for the vaccine because we get to have RuPaul's Drag Con in, in May in Los Angeles and the tickets are on sale anyway. I'm tying it all together, sort of. On sale until Monday. So get them now. Mm-hmm. We'll be there. I'll, we'll all be there. With bells on. Woo! It's a hot new designer, bells on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, the number one thing that we are most grateful for. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Hey, welcome back to the Wow Report. This is our Thanksgiving episode of gratitude. And we have just been giving thanks for things. I mean, really, we are the luckiest bitches on the planet. And um, happy to be here. And thank you. All of you for listening to us uh, year in, year out. I think we've done something like 278 shows or something. So, but what is the number one thing that we are most grateful for? We are grateful. Number one. For December 2nd. That's right. Christmas comes early this year or the holidays or Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, because we have not one, but two to start with. Big premieres happening December 2nd. The first is the first ever drag race movie. It's a holiday movie. It's called The Bitch Who Stole Christmas. And guess who that bitch is? It's RuPaul. Um, She came to slay. Yes. (laughs) And... uh, Well, wait a minute, because Ru has been being uh, the Christmas bitch for about 30 years, because wasn't that first special, the London special, didn't she come into a boardroom dressed in a, wasn't she really, wasn't there? A, a, in the, in RuPaul's Christmas Ball from 1994, yes. RuPaul and Latoya Jackson did a double act where they were in identical wigs and red dresses. RuPaul is like Dolly Parton. He has a persona. He has some lines. He has a message of love that that has, doesn't need to change with the times. That is that is uh. eternal and gleams on and on and on. It's a hilarious movie. It also stars Krista Rodriguez, who, if you don't know her by her name, you're wrong. She was in Smash, which I love, season second. But she played most recently Liza mm. yes. in the Halston uh, miniseries. She's fantastic. And She's an incredible Broadway baby, and she's in it. And so are, and I'm going to forget names, but um, Ginger Minge, uh, uh, Brooklyn Heights. There's so many drag ring almost. James Mansfield is outstanding. We'll probably Kim win. Kim Petras is in it as well. Kim Petras, Charo, Michelle Visage, oh. Ross and Carson. It's it's perverted and wrong. It's if John Waters made a Hallmark movie and somehow it made the screen. It's, 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 there's no dog poo eating, but there could always be a sequel. <laughs> That's right. Okay. On the same day. The other show, the other show is. That's on VH1. And the second show is executive producer Ray RuPaul and it's called Queen of the Universe. And it's the first all drag, all singing competition that's truly out of this world. Okay, that's from the script. Uh, it's host. It's it's like American Idol, but draggier and over the top. And we pack so much in every the production values. We we have singers from all over the world. They come to London to this incredible stage where Graham Norton is the host, and our judges, our pop diva panel, include Michelle Visage, Trixie Mattel, Vanessa Williams, and Leona Lewis. And they are all gorgeous and beautiful and 
it's I think you can safely say it is the gayest show we've ever done. It makes Eurovision look like football, NFL. <laughs> Well, and very quickly, um, uh, that on December 2nd, we also have a new Painted with Raven, and we also have a new episode of uh, Drag Race Italia, I believe. Mwah. And we Mwah. also, on December 2nd, one of the most important reasons to celebrate is it's Britney's 40th birthday as well. So it is an international holiday, and it is a cornucopia of fun that we can have that day. So. We're all very thankful for December 2nd, which is coming up very soon. Fenton, don't say it out loud, but remember we had an idea for a special for the said star? Don't say it out loud if yes. you remember. We need yes. to repitch that directly to said star. We should absolutely pitch as that. As soon as this is over. Okay. Thank you, James. I, Thanks for the I'm going to wrap the show up right now so we can get on the phone and pitch. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, James. Thank you, Blake. I think the thing I am most grateful for is the three of you here today at this point. In it really is. No, you got to just say it. It really is nice that we get to just sit around and like, it's like, it's ladies who lunch. We just sit around <laughs> and we get to gab once a week. It's very nice. I really do enjoy our time together. I have a quick question, a cliffhanger. When might we all be doing this from the same location? No I don't think ever. Soon. I'm going to say never because I don't ever want to be photographed from the side again. I never want to still you, Tom, have the only seat worth doing. I know you're excited because you want to be back in the middle seat again. I will never go back to being Alfred Hitchcock's silhouette. <laughs> <laughs> James St. James presents. <laughs> Plus, it's just too close. That huddle in the window—you just, you just all—we're all sort of sharing COVID vibes, <laughs> kissing that dirty mic. Hello, how are you? Yeah. And <laughs> that had that that dirty mic that had that old saliva smell. <laughs> but I think what Tom was really getting at is buy your tickets this weekend to RuPaul's DragCon. Thank you for bringing me back. To the and if you do do that, you know, and if you opt to tick the box where you make a $5 donation to Extraordinary Families, World of Wonder will also make a donation to Extraordinary Families, which is a fabulous adoption agency uh, out here in L.A. So, um, and, and for those of you listening who are chugging a drink every time we did a self-promotion, you are drunk. You need to pull over right now. Uh, your put your mind. fingers down Auto. your throat right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> happy holidays, everyone. In the meantime, go out and do something that makes the world go wow. We'll see you same time, same place next week. Wow. Yay! Yay! Happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble, gobble.